Welcome to episode 60. We're getting old, the big six zero. <laughs> do you have hormones? Well, yes, you do. But are they dysregulated? Most people hear the word hormones and think sex organs or the menstrual cycle. However, your hormones govern so many variables of your existence. Hunger, cravings, fat storage, muscle growth, happiness, gut health, emotions, stress, adrenal fatigue, etc., etc. <laughs> the list goes on. Point is that if you have any health issues, it is likely underpinned at some point by a hormonal imbalance or dysregulation. So if you are struggling with losing weight, you have a gut health issue, you or maybe even know that you have a hormonal imbalance, or maybe you're just super confused as to where your health, health issues stem from in the beginning and need a bit of knowledge to make a change. If that's you, then this episode is for you. <laughs> oh, and on this episode, we're also going to talk about which foods to eat to start balancing those hormones out to normal levels. All right, let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Are you feeling good? You should be because the weather is warming up, at least here in Melbourne. And if wherever you are in the world right now, it is doing the opposite, it's starting to get colder, then I hope that for the next 30 minutes or so, we can warm your soul right up because something that really warms my soul is the weekly emails that I get that tell me where my podcast has ranked in the different podcast charts around the world. And it absolutely blows my mind as to some of the countries that listeners of this show are from. And this week is absolutely no exception. So I want to shout out and send some virtual love to Thailand, the latest addition to the podcast chart appearances. I actually went there when I was 14 and I absolutely love Thai food. It's uh, probably on the menu more than it should be. <laughs> so it's, um, it's also quite a popular destination for Australians as well, Thailand. It's not that far away and we seem to be really far away from everywhere else in the world. So anyway, if you're a Thai listener, thanks so much. And I'm stoked to have you a part of our global network of healthy friends. All right, let's get this show on the road. So as you all know, too well, I guess, from listening to this show is that we absolutely love nutrition on this podcast, uh, be it to satisfy diet or be it for medicinal properties, for its social functions or even improving mental health. And so today's guest fits in perfectly with that narrative. And after experiencing a ton of her own health issues, she became a registered holistic nutritionist and personal trainer and ended up as the you know, the natural health narrative seems to go, ended up sorting out her health problems herself through diet and lifestyle and changing a lot of things fundament fundamentally, balancing her hormones with food. And she now teaches her methods to women all over the globe through her online program without dieting or spending hours in the gym. And I'm certain that there are a few people listening that want to know all about that. So here I bring to you from Toronto, Canada, the wonderful Monica Ava. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. So I guess before we dive into some of the hormone and food stuff, I would love if you could just share with the listeners your story. So how you, I guess, ended up here today and where it all began. Oh, for sure. So my story is a little bit of a long one, but basically... From a very young age, I was always overweight. I always struggled with my weight. And it wasn't until 
you know, I hit those late teens, early twenties where I really, really thought, okay, I need to make this happen. I need to lose this weight. So I, I became very desperate and the measures that I sought out, um, which consisted of, you know, all these like very restrictive diets where I would eliminate carbs, sometimes fats. And I over-exercised. I even like dabbled a little bit with diet pills and fat burners. And so I, I was just your average yo-yo dieter. All of these things really led me to short-term temporary results. And what I didn't know I was doing was my attempts at losing this weight really contributed to hormonal imbalances. And so like specifically for me, it was cortisol dysregulation known as adrenal fatigue. And obviously that really affected my other hormones like insulin and estrogen, progesterone. And the way that it really came out was, you know, not only did I hate the way that I looked, I also hate how I felt. And so I was having all these cravings and I had an irregular period. I was feeling, you know, moody and had all this PMS issues and all this different stuff. And so what really happened was like as a side story, the way that I was introduced into holistic nutrition was because I attempted to um, get rid of my migraines. So I sought out a nutritionist to help me with that. And with that came along some weight loss. And that was completely accidental. And so what I really wanted to do was fix my body. And so I decided to go back to school and study holistic nutrition to help myself with losing weight. And so you know, at the end of it, I discovered that all this different stuff that I was doing in the past to lose weight was really contributing to my hormonal imbalances. And so this really led me to research hormonal health and I really wanted to help myself. And then after discovering all the things that I did, I realized that I had to share this with other women who just like me were also suffering and frustrated with their bodies and their health. And so I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm so passionate about the work that I do Yeah, just because it's really changed my life and I know what it can do to others, right? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, the passion is undeniable. I can definitely hear it. And I love it. I love it. And, you know, we're arguably in a hormone dysregulation epidemic right now. I mean, there's so many hormonal issues everywhere. And a lot of people are coming at their their weight loss or their fat loss just at that one, you know, that one variable. I just want to lose fat. But, you know, that that's relatively governed entirely by the, where our hormones are at, right? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent and vice versa, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dig into that hormone stuff. So, you know, what um, what are the reasons that so many people or and particularly women are having these hormonal issues in the, in the first place? So to be honest with you, there is not one particular answer, right? There's a number of reasons why. And more often than not, these reasons are also compounded. So I would say that there's no denying that stress affects hormones, like 100%. Absolutely, and, yeah. Right? And at the same time, stress is so hard to escape, like especially in North America. And I think like all over the world now, it's not just North America, but the lifestyles that we lead, that causes a lot of stress on us, like mentally. But And I'm not even just talking everyday stress, right? There's also stress that we put on our bodies, so physically, from over-exercising or lack of exercising. There's also the stress that we put on our bodies from the food that we eat. 
And this will lead to gut issues and it includes food sensitivities and allergies. And so I would say that cortisol is arguably the number one hormone whose dysregulation really affects the other hormones. So when you have this cortisol being dysregulated, it really affects your insulin and your thyroid and the estrogen and progesterone as well as like the leptin. And so another thing or another reason why there are also hormonal issues is because of toxicity. And so when there's exposure to uh, pesticides or toxins, viruses, like even cigarettes, right? Excessive alcohol and other harmful chemicals, this will also affect your hormones, as will poor sleep, like uh, having your um, circadian rhythm affected that way drastically impacts hormones, as do the products that we use at home, whether it's um, home care products, personal care, beauty products. These all affect whether it's our liver or um, our digestive system, like our gut issues, like these all contribute to these hormonal imbalances. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many in our environment, as you just covered. And and interestingly, I, I always kind of say, and I, I wonder if you agree with this, that irrelevant if it's marketed to us as food or, or not food or whatever it is, our body just interprets it in two ways only. And that is it's either nutrition or it's a toxin. And that could be, you know, food these days is very much in both categories. A hundred percent. And, you know, I also just in terms of like what marketing really does too, is it, it, does such a great job of confusing people, right? So what sometimes they'll purchase products and they'll think like I'm doing so much good for my body when really you're doing a lot of harm. Yeah, that's a that's a common misconception. And I guess the reality is that comes from decades and decades of uh, corporate advertising and you know an unregulated industry and and also lack of you know scientific knowledge behind what what people are doing and and then that. I guess over those same decades bled into our households and then our mums started believing them and our dads and they kept telling us. And so it just created this culture of, oh, this is food. This is good. And, you know, anything that has the word natural on it or fresh must be that way, right? That must be the truth. Right, exactly. And the thing is, is, you know, if we date back to like what our ancestors were doing, maybe what they were eating was actual food. But now it's become so heavily processed that our body no longer understands how to interpret it, right? And this is where like the toxicity comes into play. I always like to say with my clients, if it looks like it came from the farm, then it's real food. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> so what are some... Um, I'm curious because there's a lot of, I guess, you know, there's a lot of content out there, a lot of podcasts and, and YouTube clips and whatnot that talk about the common obvious signs that cause issues for hormone dysregulation. I'm wondering though, if you could share with us some uncommon signs that maybe women listening can look for or identify if to see if their hormones are out of whack or causing them any issues. Right. So, I mean, I always say this in the beginning because people think like, you know, when you hear hormones, you automatically just think about the like female or just the, like the sex hormones, right? So you think of like female reproduction, you think of estrogen and progesterone. There's more to hormones than just that. So yes, having an irregular period would be like a common sign of a hormone dysregulation. But for instance, being bloated or having less than one bowel movement a day, that's a clear sign that there's something happening with the hormones, right? Because your body's under this stress. Right. Um, I would say cravings as well. Sometimes people don't realize that, you know, I'm having this craving. They just think that, oh, I don't have any willpower. No, like maybe there's actually something fundamental, fundamentally wrong with 
your hormones and it needs to be looked after. Oh, and uh, I mean, with fat, with fat loss, a lot of the time, like, you know, the leptin dysregulation is huge with, with people that, you know, can't regulate their food intake and, and the damaged uh, hippocampus, like the, the center that receives the leptin signaling to tell you to stop eating because the fat cells are full. Like that dysregulation is huge, huge and that's got nothing to do with sex, sex hormones or sexual function. Exactly. And, but the thing with leptin, right, if we're going to get into this, sometimes... It's very, it's very hard to manage leptin on its own. Like there's no way where you can just go in and I'm going to control this because you don't have control over your leptin. You need to balance out the other hormones in order to get leptin balanced out. Yeah. It's always, it's always a multi-pronged approach, Mm -hmm. which is, I guess, why, you know, you're holistic, right? Is because the reality is that, that it's, you've got to come at it from multiple angles in order to achieve the result. Exactly. And, um, like there's more to the body than just, you know, just the nutrition, like nutrition is huge, but there, you know, there's more to it. There's also movement, there's lifestyle, there's the mindset, like even like reaching deep down and like even doing like some soul work. Like these are like the emotional type of stuff, right? This all plays a huge role on your hormones. And I I really think, um, especially after my own experience and of course, looking into some data, but I I really think that that long-term persistent cortisol uh, response to, you know, some deep trauma stuff or some deep, you know, uh, negativity in your life that just persists every day for your entire life is so important. Because as you touched on, uh, you know, cortisol is arguably one of the most problematic hormones when it's dysregulated for humans. And so many of us are carrying this long term baggage from our past that just over time has just slowly increased our cortisol threshold further and further up. And so we're living this, you know, really toxic level of cortisol as our baseline. A hundred percent. And like, it really comes down to really peeling the layers away, right? And working through it. Um, You got to start somewhere. Nutrition's always the best place to start, whether it's nutrition or lifestyle. And then you kind of just peel back the layers until you're ready you know, once you start feeling better, then you become ready to do the rest of the work. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. 
Do you think that um, there's a, a process of peeling those layers back that's, that's, that works in most cases or is every individual's journey different? So to be honest with you, I do think that every individual is different, but with my, like what I've seen in clients that I've worked with is really like they first need to see something physically happening with their body in order to have motivation to keep working towards peeling these layers back. And so you know, a lot of times women will come and they'll work with me, not because they have, they think their hormones aren't balanced. They just want to lose some weight. And it's not until working with me that we discover like, oh, okay, your hormones are imbalanced. We need to address, you know, these three different little areas to help you feel better so that the weight can slowly come off so that you feel motivated enough to keep going at this so that you can fully peel back all the layers, do the hard work and like have a full holistic transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's the importance of, you know, people like yourself is because people just want the result, right? They just want to feel good. They want more energy, productivity. They want, you know, to lose some weight, to just feel good about themselves. And and it's people with your knowledge and education that are actually able to say, well, we can achieve that, but I know that it's a hormonal issue and I know how to fix them. Exactly. And I think that's the number one thing. I find that a lot of times there's all this background noise out there, which is really what's keeping people from moving forward and from progressing, right? That's what's leading them to self-sabotaging because they're just so confused about what's going, like what people are saying out there because all these different things can possibly apply. And so I think that's why it's really important to be able to work with someone who knows what it is that they're doing to get the results that you want. Because it's not about like at the end of the day, yes, you're after results, but I imagine that you want long-term sustainable results, right? None of these quick fixes. Yeah. And that's a common theme that I sort of, I almost preach, I would say on the podcast is my distaste for fad diets and my passion for sustainable health change. I really push that because it's, it really is about long-term change because you've got to, you you know, you want to live a longer life. You want to live as that longer life in a happier, healthy state. So you can be around for your kids or your grandkids or to, you know, just experience life in a positive way. And if you're just going to be the weight that you want to be for two weeks of, you know, every year and hate yourself the rest of the year, what's the point? Exactly. Oh my gosh. So I always say, you know, that's not the way to live your life. Like I've lived, I lived my life long enough like that to know that that does not give you happiness, right? Like that's not it. There's so much more to life. And it's once you really bring this balance back into your body and you like you, you feel it, right? You don't just look at, you also feel the part like that's, what's really important. Yeah, I totally agree. And and speaking of feeling good, like what is um I'd love to find out a little bit more about the interaction between nutrition and hormones because as you said that's a great place to start. So, I'm curious how some foods maybe dysregulate our hormones and maybe you could give us a couple of foods that are really good to begin the process of regulating those hormones back to normal. Absolutely. So, you know, just like anything, there's foods that are going to support your body and really optimize, like not just your hormone levels, but your overall health. And then there are foods that are going to contribute to this hormonal dysregulation, which is going to leave you feeling really, really like crappy. And so 
Number one thing that I say is consuming pesticides or preservatives, any artificial colors or flavorings, those are toxic to the body and they're going to negatively affect your hormones, as will um, refined, like heavily refined carbohydrates, those refined sugars, any highly processed hydrogenated fats. These are foods that really affect your digestive system, your adrenal health, as well as your liver. And so really depending on which body system is affected, that's going to determine the hormones that are infe- that are affected, depending on whether it's like the insulin, the cortisol, or your estrogen progesterone ratio. And so some foods that really are crucial for hormone balancing, I would say is number one are healthy fats. So anything that's high in omega-3s. So I'm talking like your avocado, like any nuts and seeds, like super, super important. Um, I almost tell everyone like fish oil is a must these days. And, you know, other foods as well are like your antioxidant rich vegetables. So like your dark leafy greens. And when it comes to vegetables, I always say, I preach, eat the rainbow. Like you want a variety and you want all the bright colors. Starchy vegetables as well are very, very good for hormone balancing. So those include your sweet potatoes. And I'm thinking like it's fall now. So like squashes and turnips and, you know, beets and artichokes and also using spices. Spices can be very, very healing and they have really great um, hormone balancing properties. So the the spices that I really, really like are cinnamon and turmeric, as well as cumin, garlic, and ginger. I love that you mentioned spices at the end because I feel like the spices, herbs and spices are kind of the final frontier for anyone on a nutrition journey. It's like, you know, there's lots of great salads out there and whatnot, but the salad dressing is, I find, the last thing to go. But once you understand how to utilize and, you know, get some great recipes for using herbs and spices as your flavoring, like you can have some brilliantly authentic flavoring in your meals. And it just, it really upgrades the quality of that meal. For sure. And like really finding out what spices your body likes. Like I strongly encourage people just to, you know, play around with spices because they definitely have amazing healing properties. And I don't think they're used enough. I couldn't agree more. And um, I love the ones that you mentioned as well. I'm curious too, I noticed when you were talking there that you made a reference to seasonal uh, uh, foods. So I'm wondering if it, what kind of uh, impact that has on our body. What, like, why is it important to focus on the seasonality of when foods would naturally be available? So basically, the environment that you live in, the food that's being like harvested during that time, that is likely the food that your body needs or is used to having, right? And what I mean by that is if we like there's two ways we can look at it. If we look back at our ancestors, like back then, they ate whatever was harvested during the time, right? And so they probably weren't having like all these berries in the winter time because they weren't being grown. And so they were eating more so like the root vegetables, right? Because those are the vegetables that didn't go bad. Um, they didn't need to be refrigerated and so on and so forth. But the reason why I really encourage seasonal eating nowadays, because you have access to everything almost all year round, right? right? And when it comes to seasonal eating, let's say in North America or even like other parts of the world, basically 
what that is doing is offering you a variety in the foods that you're eating. So you're not stuck eating, you know, spinach, like 365 days of the year, but you're getting variety there, number one. But number two, another reason why it encourages people to eat healthy and eat locally. Because when you're eating seasonal, that means that that produce is probably local to you, which means it didn't get on a plane or on a ship. It didn't have to cross any border. It wasn't sprayed with extra pesticides or herbicides. So it's it's just going to be fresher because it's closer to home. And so this is why I really encourage seasonal eating. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And the other interesting thing is that I guess when people are on a nutrition or weight loss journey, they're looking for the diet, the specific diet that is going to last them a lifetime. And just as you reference sort of, you know, our evolutionary history and what's available seasonally, you know, uh, in an evolutionary context, we went every year, we went for periods of veganism, you know, through short periods of carnivore. Because again, just as you're saying, we only ate what was in our immediate environment. And so the, the healthiest vir- uh, the healthiest diet rather is one that is, you know, relevant to the environment. So we're going to cycle through all of these different f- sort of fad diets, I guess that you might say that, that we have now, but you're going through all these different phases through the year. And I think, yeah, that really relates to the seasonality of the produce that's available. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, have you ever tried or attempted to try like a raw diet during the winter months? <laughs> that's tough. It's tough. I have actually tried that. Well, you have. <laughs> but isn't that challenging? Like, yes, like your body craves warming foods, right? Like eating like, that's what I mean. So like, people who have raw diets, it's not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, that's great if they can do it. But guaranteed, they're in a climate that doesn't require them to feel like warm and right, like they, they want more cooling foods, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Chinese medicine goes deep on those warming and cooling foods and how they contribute to the to the temperature of the body. Yeah, no, definitely. And so this is something like very similar in that sense, but it's just more so about the environment, right? That you're in. Yeah, absolutely. So I've really loved this stuff today because I love that you're bringing attention to the hormones in the sense that they're not you know, firstly, not sex hormones is not the only thing, but yeah, the cortisol and and the leptin and the ghrelin and all of those types of things. And, you know, they're so, so important. And, you know, I would love it if you could share with us where people can find you online, because that's how we met, which is online. And I really think you do a great job online of sharing information. So... Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, I can be found on Instagram at Monica Eva. So that's M-O-N-I-K-A-E-E-V-A, as well as www.monicaeva.com. And I do run a three-month-long program. It's called The Balanced Body Method, where I work very closely with health-conscious women to really help them balance out their hormones and just regain their health and happiness. I love that. I love that mission. That sounds great. And I, and I know from from your stuff online how well that program's already running. So yeah, I definitely recommend the listeners to go and check you out, the women specifically. So to wrap up, I just want to ask you one more question, which is what is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? Uh, I cannot say this more, but you need to be proactive about your health. Don't wait until you need to react. And so for women in their 30s and their 40s, protect your hormones early. 
really be proactive about that. Because when you wait to a point where you're reactive, like at that point, I don't want to say that it's too late, but it's just a lot harder to get back to those optimal levels and the optimal health that you really want to be at. I love that. Listen to that, guys. Be proactive, not reactive. I love it. So remember, if you loved this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your favorite social media app. Um, Tag myself, tag Monica. You can find us both in the show notes below. All of Monica's links and details will be down there so that you can access her content, which is all wonderful. And Monica, I just want to say a quick thank you. Thanks so much for your time and and energy on the show. And I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Not a problem at all. Hopefully we can do some more in the future. Yeah, that would be amazing. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a good day and we'll chat again soon. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.